Hello, and welcome to Truth or Lie, a podcast where we look into known spectacles, psychological facts, true crime cases, and basically everything else you can think of. As mentioned in the podcast description, each chapter will consist of three episodes, two made up of real facts, and one entirely fictional. Today's episode is Rosenhan's Experiment. So I thought since we kind of have a theme going on, I would continue off on the kind of problematic psychological experiments. And today we're discussing Rosenhan's infamous experiment made with the aim of demonstrating the unreliable nature of psychiatric diagnosis in the 1970s and how poorly patients were treated in psychiatric hospitals. So this study was conducted by law and psychology professor David Rosenhan, who was a professor at Stanford in 1973. He conducted this experiment with, uh, including with eight, no, with seven other people of similar backgrounds. So including Rosenhan and those seven other people. Um, so eight quote-unquote pseudo-patients seeked admission to 12 hospitals in five different U.S. states. They reported that they were hearing um, this unfamiliar voice of the same sex repeat the words empty, hollow, and thud. But other than this, uh, they didn't report any symptoms. And when they were asked any questions about how their lives were going and stuff, they responded truthfully and they just told the staff about their real lives and how um, they were doing mentally. And um, as a result, they were, all eight of those pseudo patients were admitted to psychiatric hospitals with the diagnosis of schizophrenia. Again, um, this is only based on the fact that they were hearing the words empty, hollow, and thud by like this other noise that doesn't actually exist, but the the so like this decision doesn't have anything else to base itself on they haven't reported any other uh, regular activity in their lives they're just normal people but only specifically based on this symptom they just um take these eight patients into the hospitals with diagnoses anyway so once they go into the hospital they try to fit and they do everything that normal patients would do except um, once they actually make it into the hospital they stop reporting those um, unfamiliar foreign sounds voices um, and just start acting how they were average like as average people and obviously the most interesting thing thing to me about this was that um, it like it's actually very dangerous obviously for the pseudo patients because once they're inside they kind of don't have any safe way of getting out unless they bring like an outside perspective because they can't exactly go around telling people that they're um, actually professors who are conducting an experiment because I don't think a lot of people will believe them considering um, their newfound schizophrenia diagnosis but um, actually yeah so they don't really have a way out but anyway um not a single hospital staff member could figure out that they weren't actually schizophrenic even though they had just reverted back to their normal behavior the second they were in 
and the out of all of those eight people the shortest amount of time that one stayed in the hospital was for seven days which when you think about it it actually is like kind of long but also it's just one week but also it's a psychiatric institution and they don't actually have a mental illness so it's interesting okay and uh here comes an even more interesting fact is and it's that the person who stayed there for the longest stayed there for 52 days like without any actual diagnosis of um or background of mental illness they just stayed there for 52 days and not a single staff member could figure out that they were faking the whole time however other schizophrenic patients were able to differentiate them from actual schizophrenic people and even told them that um they think the they're journalists who are just trying to like release a story about the hospital or something so as i mentioned the half the other half of the aim was to show how poorly patients were treated in psychiatric hospitals and this was actually kind of proved to be right because Rosenhan and his associates reported that there were severe deficits in patient staff contact and each patient was only reserved 7 minutes of uh, attention by staff per day which is kind of awful when you think about it there are these people who really need help and like they don't be once they're in the hospital they aren't really able to do anything for themselves and they rely only on the staff but like and i'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to do anything by themselves but just that the environment in the hospital doesn't allow them to do anything they so they have to rely on the patient no the staff sorry and for the staff members to be so disregarding of the patients we for what we can assume is because they don't see them as their equals it's really awful and unfair just yeah so maybe a a good thing that came out of this experiment is that everyone really got to see how um how it was in psychiatric hospitals so yeah eventually all eight of those pseudo patients were able to leave the hospital with their diagnosis in remission um but Rosenhan didn't stop at that he actually conducted a follow-up study by calling up the same hospitals who um had the pseudo patients before and telling them that they were going to be sent a couple of pseudo patients again uh, in the following months i think and that they had to rate so they had to rate all of the patients that come in for admission on a 10 point scale from highly likely to be a pseudo patient to least likely to be a pseudo patient and the staff members were like aware of the existence of the pseudo patients this time but what actually turned out was that um they again misdiagnosed patients but this time in the opposite way because they the staff members agreed that 41 out of 193 patients were worthy of a score between 1 and 2 which means they were uh not as likely to be a pseudo patient as the rest which means 
152 patients received scores differing between 3 and 10, so, which basically means that the staff members thought there was a possibility of them being pseudo-patients. And if I'm not mistaken, like, nine of those patients were for sure told, like, you're a pseudo-patient, you don't actually deserve treatment here. And I think sent away, which is insane because these are, like, real people who are actually seeking help from somewhere that's supposed to be helping them, that's supposed to support them through um, what we could assume to be trying times. So that's like one of the ethical complications with the study, which of there are many, because like, and this isn't even mentioning how awful and dangerous it is for the people who go into the hospitals without any foreseen mental illness. In addition to that, again, with them going into hospitals when they don't need the treatment, they're wasting time and space of the staff members. They're wasting space. Yeah, I already said that. They're wasting like the available spaces in inside the hospital because they're staying there. They're wasting uh, me- medicine because they're actually given medicine, but they just don't like take the pills and stuff. So that's a waste of so much. That's a waste of many resources that could have other by otherwise been used for uh, people who actually need the treatment so this is kind of also i'm pretty sure it's illegal to lie to hospital staff but i guess they weren't i guess they didn't really care about that so rosenhan questioned whether a diagnosis is made based on a person's symptoms or whether the diagnosis is made based on the clinician's prejudices and training he also wished to know if labels were used by hospital workers to interpret patient actions this study concluded that psychiatric diagnoses are still too broad and it still is the fact and the case in the present time actually because we not we uh, um the psychology field still hasn't come up with a full solution on how to make sure um how to determine and ensure reliability and validity in terms of making a diagnosis. But we'll see how it goes because humans are very unpredictable and there isn't really a 100% way we can be sure of anything. So that was it of this week's episode. Once again, thank you so much for listening and um, see you next week with hopefully new and more interesting stories again don't forget to follow the podcast on instagram at truth or lie pod for extra materials and announcements about upcoming episodes see you next week